0: What's up, Momentum? How's everybody doing today? Let's put our hands together. Let's welcome all of our campuses. And Navarre. Navarre, I hope you guys are doing well. Our online campus, let's put our hands together for our online campus. Our Gulf Breeze campus over here, our Blackwater campus. We are thrilled that you guys have joined us today. Pastor Tim is actually out of town, and um, he's actually doing a winter retreat uh, and preaching to uh, several hundred students. So pray for him. He will get back either tonight or tomorrow, so he'll be traveling. So make sure that you uh, lift him up in prayer. And he has asked me to talk about sex. Yeah, it's like one of those topics that I'm like, why me? You know, about I think it was about a year ago, we were doing this whole series on the family, and he said, hey, Pastor Alex, would you talk about how you discipline your kids? And I'm like, are you serious, you know, like spanking and all of that? And I was like, I don't want to talk about that, you know. But I'm ready to go. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have a great time today. And um, that song, that song, that's what our culture is pumping out, right? That's what we hear. That's what our kids hear all the time. And um, it reminded me of a, of, a, of a boy, this little boy that comes up to his mom and he says, what's sex? And the mom, I mean, she gets red face, her eyes are like this big. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going to have to like have the talk with him right now. I'm like, I'm not ready. And she's like literally shaking. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I am not. I don't know what I'm going to say. And, and then she basically says, but you know, brave mom, she, she goes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just tell him everything. And she jumps into it and explains the whole thing to this boy in detail, and then the boy goes, yeah, 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 mom, but what sex, should I put M or F, M or F, Pastor Ray told me that joke, so you blame it on him, okay, but that is, that is a tension, right, that, um, that we have when we hear that word, like for, for a lot of parents, like having that talk with our teenagers, is like, it can be like a worst nightmare, right like man i need to talk to them i need to i don't know how to do it i don't know how to explain it to them and so pastor tim asked me he gave me three options he said do you have three options as far as like what the message needs to be option 1 he said practical ways to spice it up in the bedroom okay he said option 2 naked and afraid i'm like oh i don't want to talk about that option 3 how to be Sexually attracted to your man when he has more hair than Chewbacca. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> I'd be sexually attracted to your man when you have more hair than Chewbacca. Any 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 hairy men in the house? Would you own up to? Would you raise your hand? Any hairy man? It's okay. You can be brave. Any nobody? I don't believe it. Come on. There you go. We got one guy right here. Yeah, that is awesome. You know you can be proud of that. You know you're. You're an original, right? You're God's own. We're what? We're made in God's image, right? Or so you think, right? (laughs) But um, so we're going to talk about sex ed and our kids. And how many know, seriousness, how many of you actually have kids? Would you raise your hand just real quick? Awesome. Look around. Man, this is incredible. Thank you. Thank you for trusting us with your kids. And um, every week that you're here and you put your kids in one of our kids' environments, we're giving them as much as we can of God as we possibly can. And we appreciate you. We want to partner with you guys. How many of you, maybe you're here and you don't have kids, um, but you know someone, you have a really good friend who has kids. Would you raise your hand? Anybody here that says, look, you know, I don't, we don't have kids, but we know people that have kids. You know, the truth is that today you can get some, some insight, some tools and maybe, maybe you don't you know, have kids, maybe you will one day, and maybe this message is, is not necessarily for you right now, but you can use it as leverage to help other people, to help other parents. You know, Pastor Tim, um, when we have baby dedication and we bring all the babies up here and we line them up, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but one of the things he does is he, he, will, he will challenge the parents. And he'll encourage him, and he'll say, "Man, it's, it's up to you to raise the now generation." And then usually he will turn around and he'll look at you, he'll look at all of us, and he'll say, "You know what? It's also up to you guys, because it is a it's a team effort. We're doing this. It ta- it really takes a village." to raise the now generation. And so wherever you're at, whether you have kids or maybe if you don't have kids, maybe you, maybe you can take some notes today, and maybe that's for someone else. Maybe someone else who's not here this morning, maybe someone else can actually benefit from what God's gonna give you today. And so when we talk about sex, it can be one of the most challenging, one of the most awkward and embarrassing talk, you know that we need to have with our kids. In fact, take a look on the screen and check this video out. We're going to talk about where babies come from. Would you like to know how babies are made? Made of water. Humans are made of water. Sperm, egg, collide, blah, blah. What do you mean, sperm, egg, collide? Where did you learn that from? Nick, duh. Who's Nick? My brother. What did he tell you? Bad stuff. What makes me a man and what makes mom a woman? Uh, you yeah, bigger hands in her. There's some kind of hole here, like an igloo. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did your tia Alice have her baby? She came out of her butt. Her <laughs> butt? <laughs> so when two people are in love. Mm-mm, don't say that again. Okay, no more love. And there's lots and lots of sperms floating around. And then how does Daddy give the sperm to Mommy? Uh, they have sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you they told me a lot of stuff. And then Mommy and Daddy did a special dance, and there you were. That's how you were made. Oh my gosh. Do you understand? Oh. Uh, uh, that's really disgusting, you know? Why not? Oh. Uh. Yeah, you're going to look at the world a lot different now that's awesome i love it you know so you know if 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 we don't talk to them who else is going to and and the truth is pastor tim said something last week he said like in school by the time they're in third grade Okay, third grade, and I have a little one, I have a a seven-year-old, and I'm like, are you, when he said that, I could not believe it, I was like, are you serious, like by third grade, they're already talking about, about sex, I mean, I was just blown away, I could not believe that, that they, um, that at such an early age, they're already talking about it. In fact, a couple of months ago, there was a substitute teacher in computer, uh, substituting for a computer lab class. And she showed this is second graders, okay. So substitute teacher, substitute in second grade class, um, computer lab. She showed the the um, she played the show Naked and Afraid, okay. And I, when I was what I mean when I read the article, I think there's um, the headline said something that said this right here: Panic after substitute teacher grows naked shows Naked and Afraid to second graders. You know, when I first saw that, I thought. I thought that the article was going to talk about man, like having this crazy, you know, you know, who who would think that to show second graders, right, like six, seven year old kids, this show? And I thought that's what it was, they were going to talk about. And as I read the article, I was a little bit confused. I was like, man, I don't quite understand. But this is what they said. Let me read a couple of lines. They said, they said, they said this: the most troubling thing in this entire story comes from a random an unidentified person who says they're little kids and kids shouldn't watch. So they're, they're quoting a parent who basically said, man, they, they shouldn't be watching that, you know. And so the, the article kept going and it said this. It said there was a line that says this. Oh, no. That I think they were being a little bit like sarcastic, right? It says, oh, no, a child thinking about their body like it's no big deal. Listen to the last line in the article. It says this. The only danger resulting from the fact that it didn't happen it's coming from overreaction, overreacting. The only danger is coming that, that, uh, uh, from the fact that it did happen is coming from overreaction. And what's interesting to me is that they were blaming this whole situation more on the, the attitude of the parents than the behavior of the teacher. Now, now my point is not whether you should watch a show or not watch it or, you know, let your kids watch it or not. That's not the point. My point is this. Very simple. My point is they're going to learn. They're going to get this information. They're going to learn it from somewhere, whether it's on the school bus coming back home, whether it's social media, whether it's movies, um, whether it's, um, you know, online. They're going to get it somewhere. School, they're going to get it from from somewhere. The truth is our kids are bombarded with sexual images and sexual messages. And um, just a simple trip to the grocery store. I mean, you go to the mag- magazine area. I mean, just a, a simple trip to the mall, okay? And they can, be, they can potentially be exposed to more sexual content and more sexual images and sexual messages than, let's say, 20 years in in pornography, in our world today, we can we can find more of that at just a just you're just a few clicks away, and um, and so if you look at this whole if you look at this whole topic, okay, if you look at it as a race, let's just say that we're in this competition, we're on the you, we, you know we're, we're this battle, this race, this competition, and we're actually trying to get to our kids, okay? If you look at it like that. As parents, a lot of times the truth is that everybody's getting to our kids before we get to them. And I wish I could say, man, like we're like in second place or maybe third place. But we are so far behind our culture. And it just, it just immediately, you know, they're pumping it out. The world is pumping its message to our teenagers, to our kids. And sometimes we are like, we're losing we're losing the battle. Now, that's the problem, right? I think most of us would agree, but there's a fix. And the fix is that we can take matters into our own hands. Like, we don't have to wait. We don't have to ask the school system for permission. We don't have to come to the church and ask the church for permission. We can, we can take matters into our own hands, and we can, you don't have to go through a priest. You can do something about it right now, Today. And so if you have kids, I want to encourage you, man, like, like the Bible, God empowers you and I to talk with them. And I'll prove that to you here from, from the Bible. But God just says, you know, don't wait. He says, uh, it's up to you. It's your calling. It's not up to the church. It is not up to um, the sex ed curriculum. It's not up to the school system. It's up to you and I. And so this morning, I want to, I want to encourage you to take some notes. Write this reference down. If you pull your, your phones out, or maybe get some notes on the connection card, um, write this reference down. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse six. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse six. If you write some things down, I promise you, you're going to retain the information a lot longer. It's been proven that not only will you capture more, but you will be able to you'll be able to share it with other people. Maybe on Facebook, you can put something. Maybe you can. Maybe God will trigger a thought. OK, maybe maybe I'll say something and he'll give you a thought and he'll say, you know what, I'm going to write this down. I need to take this out. So I encourage you uh, be a note taker. So we're in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse six. OK, now, chapter five is where God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. If you've seen the movie or if you've you've read that chapter, you know, God gives the Ten Commandments and he gives them. What does God give Moses to stone tablets, and he inscribes the Ten Commandments in those two tablets. Now watch what he says, that's chapter 5, watch what, watch what he says in chapter 6, okay, verse 6. So this is what God says, he says, when, write, he says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your, let's say nice and loud, church, on your, heart. let's say it again, write these commandments that I've given you today on your heart. heart. Now, that's interesting. He had just given them the Ten Commandments, put them on the, the stone tablets, right? He'd just given them to them. Chapter 5, we get to chapter 6, and he says, "That's not enough. It's not enough for you to just have them in writing. Like, it's not enough for you to just own a Bible, okay? Like, that's awesome. That's a good first step. Like, if you just gave your life to Christ recently and you downloaded the app, The Bible app, man, that is awesome. We're proud of you. But God says that's not enough. He says you got to get some of these principles, you got to get them in your heart. They they can't just be on just a Bible or just an app. You got to get them in here. Like when I teach you something through experience, maybe through God's word, you know, you get it in your heart. Now watch what he says next. He says, get them inside of you. And then get them inside your spouse. Is that what it says? No, no, no. It says get them inside of you and then get them inside your, your friends. No, 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 no. God says get them in your heart. You get them inside of you, and the very next step is get them inside your children. It's up to you and it's up to me. We are the ones that are gonna be held accountable for this now watch this he says talk about them talk about those principles those that insight that I've given you whether it's through experience or whatever talk about them wherever you are wherever you're at like maybe you're you're um you're taking your kids to school and uh, that's a great opportunity okay to talk to them and I'm not just talking about just sex but whatever God gives you you talk to them wherever you're at in life. So if you're dropping them off at school, talk to them about it over right there. Maybe you're watching a movie, okay? And then there's a scene that comes up or there's a, there's a few words that are said. And, and take that opportunity. Maybe it's not something that you, man, that doesn't line up with what we believe or whatever. Take that opportunity to explain to them or to have a conversation with them. You know, the truth is a lot of times we think as, as parents, uh, we think that our kids, that we think that we don't have enough influence. We feel like, man, like we, you know, if maybe you have a daughter, she's got a boyfriend. She's, um, you just tell her she's going out with her boyfriend. and You tell her, hey, honey, it's cold tonight. Why don't you grab your coat? You know, and she goes, I got this. Then the boyfriend shows up, knock knock, comes in, and like, and she she goes, hey, honey, you need to you need to grab your coat. It's really cold out. And what does she do? Mom. Dad, where's my coat? Right, and you feel like, man, I just told you, and you feel at, at times you feel like, man, I don't know if I'm, re- I'm not, I don't know if I'm connecting with them. I don't know if they, if they're really listening. But I promise you, I promise you, God has given you the, He has called you to reach them, to lead them, and whether you think they're listening or not, okay, you have more influence. As a parent, you have more influence than you'll ever recognize it, than they'll ever admit to it. And so he says to them, he says, get those principles inside of you, then get them inside your children. He says, talk about them wherever you are. Now watch this. He says, if if you're sitting at home, talk to them about it. If you're walking in the street, talk to them about it. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Do you get get the point? I mean, like God is like, wherever you're at, take the opportunity. Okay? Every moment is a teaching moment for your kids. And then God, man, He gets so passionate about this. Listen to what He says. He says, tie them, tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorpost of your home and on, on your city gates. Now, does, does that make sense? Like, God's going to extreme measures. He says, Do whatever it takes, whatever you have to do, what, however you can to get that. It's your job to pass your faith down to the next generation. And if you don't do it, who else is going to do it? It's not the job, of, it's not the school system, and it's not, it's not the sex ed curriculum, it's not the church, it's you, it's me, it's up to us. It's up to all of us. So let's get practical. How do you, how do you actually talk to your kids about sex? All right, I, I, as I was doing as I was studying, I wrote three things down. I want you to write them down if you're taking notes today. The first one is this. Start early. Start early. Most experts, now this is going to blow your mind, okay? Most experts say that you should, be, you should start talking to your kids about sexuality by age five, whoa, by age are you like crazy? That's not, uh, not me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk to them. That's that's insane. As I read one, one, one author, they would say something, then it's like, man, that's crazy. You know, five. I mean, maybe, uh, then I went to another one. By age five, you should be already be introducing the subject to them. Maybe you're a mom today, and maybe you have a four-year-old baby, and you're like, my little boy, I mean, I don't want him. You know, he's so pure, and he's so innocent. I don't want him to... I mean, you know, and a lot of times, we we have this idea that if we have the sex talk or if we talk to them about sexuality, that they're going to be impure, okay? But really, what God, the way God has set up sex, it's it's a holy thing, and if it's kept within the boundaries of marriage, it's a beautiful thing. And so, did you know that the first statement? The first statement that is ever made, that is ever said about you, it's a sexual statement. Do you know that? Like the first thing that is ever, the first words that are ever uttered about you, it's a, it's a sex do you know what it is? He's a boy or she's a girl. First statement. And so as parents, we have a couple of misconceptions. The first one is this. We believe that we're going to have we have to have the right talk with our kids. Like, okay, I have, to, and a lot of times we put out so much pressure on ourselves that we put it off. But we feel like, man, I got to have the one, the talk to them, and, and we, we feel like it's the one. It's like just one. And the misconception is that it's, it's not just one. It's multiple times and so I wrote this down. I, wrote, I put on my notes, I put, talking to children about sexuality is a lifetime conversation. Think about that for a minute. Talking to children about sexuality is a lifetime conversation, not just a one-time event. So misconception one, it, it's not just a one-time deal. It's multiple times as they grow. Misconception number two, we feel like when we finally have the talk, we feel like we just have to talk about the biology of it or the, the mechanics of it, and we feel like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's all I have to t- talk to them about, and the truth is that there is so much more that we can talk to them about, not just, not just the, the act, not just the mechanics of it, and so uh, instead of thinking of it as something that God designed to be the expression of, of emotional, spiritual, and, and physical love between a, a husband and a wife, we, we think of it as just like, okay, I got to have the talk, and it's, it's got to be just about this. So how do we talk to our kids about sex? Number one, start early. The earlier, the better. Number two, write this down. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. This is not something that for us is like an easy thing to do. Like Leah and I, my wife and I, we don't wake up in the morning and say, yes, today is the day we get to talk to our kids about sex. No, no, no. It's it's uncomfortable, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to, we don't want to do this. But here's what has worked for us, okay? And maybe this will work for you. Last summer, um, my wife, Leah, basically grabbed the girls. By the way, we have three kids. Our oldest is Andrew. He's eleven. And he's in sixth grade, just started middle school. Then we have Katie; she is nine, our middle child, and then Natalie, our youngest one, she's seven. And so, what we did this last summer, we we um, Leah grabbed the girls, and she said, "To say, hey, girls, I want to read, I want to read this, I want to read this book to you guys, and it's called, I think it'll be on the, uh, I think it'll be on the on the screen, God." made your body, okay? There's a couple of books I'm going to recommend to you guys. God made your body. And so Leah, in a very, very casual way, she said, hey, girls, let's just let's just uh, read a book. I want to read a book to you, okay? And um, that's important, by the way, just to say, just to be casual about it. Like, if you're nervous, okay, they're going to be super, super nervous, okay? Like, if you're freaking out, it's a lot more awkward for them than it is for you, okay? And so she just got him and she said, hey, girls, I want to I read this book to you. And the book just began by just super simple, just first page. It just said, God made you, God made boys, God made girls, God made all shapes and sizes. He created all colors and languages. Super, super simple. And then a, a few a few pages down the book, a few pages over, it got a little bit more into it, okay? It got a little bit more, it began to explain uh, a boy's, the boy's anatomy, that you know, his, his body, and it has little pictures and all of that. And I debated whether I should read this to you or not. It's like, oh, I don't want to read this. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to say these words in church, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, no, no. And so instead, I'm just going to have Daryl. Would you mind? That <laughs> oh, way I don't have to do it. Would you mind reading this? You guys give it up for Daryl. Right. So uh, I'm not going to act surprised because you did warn me, but it doesn't mean that I'm okay with this arrangement. Just to let you know. And you realize that this may be something new for a couple of these people? I think they'll benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, It was God's idea for every little boy to have a penis and testicles. There you go. You guys, you guys give it up for Daryl. you going to say something else? We just said that in church. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. You know, it's like, oh, I asked my wife to read it, and she's like, no, I'm not going to read that in church. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But, you know, we hide. A lot of times we hide from saying those words, especially in church, and I can't believe they just said penis and testicle. And somebody just mentioned to me that it's important to use those words, because when they, if, ever, if, if there's ever a situation where you know, your, co- your child is being molested, you want the authorities to know. You want them to be able to use their actual words as they as they communicate that to kids. But honestly, like I came up to that that page and I was like, I don't want to read that in church. I don't want to say those words. Like last uh, last week. Um, I asked Navarre usually gets the, the first message and so I asked about the second message. How did the second one go? And um the very first thing I heard was, Oh, the second message was a lot more R-rated. Like Pastor Tim actually used the word orgasm in church and it was like, Whoa, it was a huge deal. And and the truth is we 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 sort of we um we hide from saying some of these words. And I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret at our home, at the Velarde home. And I don't, as I was studying, I began to ask myself, why do we do this? This is, just inc- this is just crazy. But at our home, from the time that our kids were very, very young, we would call, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but we would call a boy's penis, we would call it a to hoo Yeah, okay. Yeah, we would just... We would refer to it as a to-hoo-hoo, okay? And then I thought, as I'm studying, as I'm reading a lot about this, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to go back and tell them that nobody knows what a to-hoo-hoo is, right? And I'm going to have to explain to them, like, well, now, like, you know, a couple, couple, several hundred people know now, but but then I'm going to have to explain to them that 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 word is, is not, it's just something in our home. And so my point is this, my point is keep it simple when you communicate when you talk to them about this don't be afraid to use the actual the the actual words basic terms so how do we talk to our kids about sex we're going to start early we're going to keep it simple so that's what Leah did she talked to the girls and then what I did with Andrew is I he's he's 11 so well he was 10 then but um I actually read this book with him and it's um it's a little bit more it's age appropriate it's it gets into a little bit more in detail. And so what I did with him is I said, hey, Andrew, this is what I want you to do. If you read this book, it was a summer, so he didn't have a whole lot to do. I said, if you read it, you're going to get a prize by the end of it. I wanted to encourage him. You know, we usually do that with our kids. If, it's, if they behave well, we reward that and we let them know, man, we're proud of you. You're going to get a prize. You're going to get a reward. If they don't behave well, there's consequences for those things. And so with him, I said, I want you to read this book. He could have read it in just one hour. I mean, he could have. It's it's very, very simple, very straight to the point. But I said to him, I said, I want you to read one chapter a day because I want you to digest the information. So you're going to read it, and then you're going to, I want you to write like maybe two, three sentences. And I would like for you, like maybe just a paragraph, okay? And as soon as you're done reading the chapter, come and get me. And then what we would do, he would read it, he would write something about it, and then we, I, we would get together, and we, I would read the chapter again with him, I would read what he wrote, and then we would talk about it, now, most of the time, it was a little bit awkward, like, like, when I would say to him, like, hey, do you have any questions, he'd look at me like, no, I just want this time to be over with, <laughs> you know, which is cool, you know, so the question is, was it easy, no, no, it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know, it was easier because I had the right resources in front of me. So all of a sudden I didn't have to start drawing little pictures of a, a boy's doo-hoo hoo, if you know what I'm talking about, right? All of a sudden I could just the the book just provided the right language, provided the the, the words, it provided the, the excuse me the pictures, and so it was it was not easy but it was it was easier having the right resources. Was it was it awkward for him and for me? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was awkward. But I I would rather hold on to awkward and have my kids have truth than me not do anything about it. I would rather hold on to awkward for a few minutes and my kids have truth than not say anything. And then and them not have truth. You know, the Bible, Jesus says, if you hold on to my teachings, you know, it reminds me like when I take the, the kids on the boat and we put them on the inner tubes, they hold on to that tube and they're like, you're not going to throw me off this time. And I'm like, I'm trying to get the, the tube all over the place. And like, man, they're holding on for dear life. And they're like, man, it's not going to. And there's times when I'm doing everything I can and they're holding on. You know what God says? He says, You hold on to my teachings like that from dear life, and you're going to receive truth. And the truth of God will set you free. And so, and not give up. You have to be bold as a parent. You've got to be bold and not give up. If you have teenagers at home, you've got to be bold and not give up. If you're a teenager, okay? Man, in Navarre, if, if, you're, if you're sitting on the front row and you're a teenager, you got to be bold and not give up. Like our, our, the, our, our, our culture is going in a certain way, right? You know? And a lot of times we need to be the ones standing up and we're, we need to be the ones saying, you know what? I'm going to remain pure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out because this is what God says. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to practice it. So be bold and don't give up. If you're a parent here today, God has called you to lead them courageously to lead them in love to he's, He hasn't called you just to be their best friend you know if all you're concerned about is you just want to be cool Bible says man if you, all you want is to be cool you're going to end up being you're going end up being a fool that's what God says and so be bold and don't don't give up you know maybe you have uh teenager at home and they've, they've said this or they, this is what they believe, you know. Man, it's just sex. Okay, what's the big deal, you know? Oh, come on, you know, it's not, not that big of a deal. You bring them back next week. Pastor Tim's got an incredible message about this next week. You do not, if you have teenagers at home, you do not want to miss next week, okay? You be bold. You fight for what is right. You fight for what you want them to. It's going to be hard. At times you're going to be thinking, "Oh, do I? You know, are they even listening?" But I promise you, don't give up. Don't give up. You be bold and not, not give up. There, there's a, a reason why God sometimes, why God gives us rules and commandments. Like he'll, he'll say, "Thou shall not." Thou shall not kill, okay? And it really doesn't affect God in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know, that, that, that rule, that commandment is not because it's going to make God any better or it's going to help Him in any way. That's for us. So basically what God says to you and to me, is says, look, I think your world will be a little bit better if you don't run around killing each other. Like when He says, thou shall not steal, I think your, your community is going to be a little bit better. if You don't run around just stealing from, it's not about the rule. God's not, if we steal from each other, you know, it's not, it's not going to affect him in any way. When he says, thou shall not commit adultery, how is that going to affect God? It doesn't do anything to God. But he's saying, look, your marriage, it's going to be a lot better. There's going to be honesty. There's going to be better communication. There's going to be trust, you know. If you don't run around sleeping with every girl that, that you like. And so, be bold and don't give up. Be bold and don't give up. Be bold and don't. Do you get it? I want you to retain. Let's say it out loud. Let's say it all together. Be bold and don't give up. Let's say it one more time. Be bold and don't give up. Again, let's say it nice and loud. Be bold and don't give up. If you don't get anything else. From today, I hope that stays in your brain. God, I want to stand up for what's right. I want to follow you the best way I can. So we close. Um, maybe you're here, by the way. Let me just say this: if you're here, maybe you have a ninth grader or a tenth grader, and you've never talked to them about sex. It's like, oh, is it too late? What do I do now? It's never too late. What I would encourage you to do is just go back. Maybe you have an 11th grader or whatever. You've never talked to them about it. Go back and just apologize and say, you know, I should have I should have had this conversation with you before. And maybe they already know, probably know more than you, you know. But um, just say to them, look, I'm sorry. Um, and I want you to know that if you have questions, you know, I'm here for you. And maybe it'll open up the dialogue and maybe it'll... Maybe they're struggling with something else, and they'll open up because of your humility. They'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to open up in this area. Maybe it's an area that you had no idea about. So I'll close with this. This verse kind of encapsulates the whole talk today. It's Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go, And when he's old, he will not depart from it. You know, that word to train, to train up a child, that word from the Hebrew language, it had to do with creating a desire. Creating this desire in your kids' lives. What that verse is saying is, like, whatever you do, create a desire. Like, ask God for wisdom so you can encourage, so you can create this desire in their lives for more of God. And in ancient times, when a mom, brand new baby, new, newborn baby, when, when the baby was not eating or he was not being um, nursed properly or, you know, they weren't being successful with that, mom would do is they would take salve and put it on the roof of the baby's mouth, the substance, and they put it on the roof of the baby's mouth, and all of a sudden, it would create this desire to want to eat and all of a sudden the baby would begin to to suck and, and it was like, you know, he would be properly nourished and he could begin to eat. And all she was doing was just creating the desire. So today, you know, if, if you think that the talk has been about like, you know, don't go back and set up a bunch of rules, okay, that's not, that, that will not, win, that won't be a win, okay? The truth is, Rules, you cannot lead your kids just, just with rules. Rules are important. God has given them to us. But just rules, it's not going to do it. If you all you do is just have rules and boundaries, they're going to rebel. Okay. In fact, I learned a long time ago that rules without a relationship usually don't work. You get that? Rules without... A, and the reason why a lot of times are so, people are so turned off by God... It's because they don't have that relationship. They don't have that connection. So here's the conclusion to the whole talk. Here it is. Just get on your knees in the morning and at night. just, Just ask God, Lord, would you help me? Would you give me insight? Would you give me wisdom to create this irresistible desire in my kids' lives for more of you?